Welcome everybody to Coffee House Questions. This is Ryan Polly. I'm excited to be joining you today. Uh, right now I am at Summit Ministries. Summit Ministries is a student conference in California. We have 213 students here. Uh, they're going to be here for 12 days. We're about a week into it. And um, they're going to be go through 70 hours of lectures in these 12 days on worldview, apologetics, and theology, and ethics, morality, all that kind of stuff. And so this, it's just been so much fun. Uh, I have the morning off, and so I'm sitting down to record this podcast with you guys. But it is awesome. If you have students, you need to check out Summit Ministries. And, and in the following weeks, I'll be posting some interviews from some of the staff and speakers and students here that I'll be doing. And, and so I'm really looking forward to that. But today, um, I wanted to kind of talk about some responses that I've been getting uh, from my recent blog article on the evidence for the resurrection. And one thing that keeps coming up very frequently is this idea that there are a lot of explanations for the evidence. There are naturalistic explanations. Uh, there, are expl- there are there are just uh, you have you know the explanation that Jesus didn't die um, in response to his death. You have the missing tomb, the wrong tomb, the moved body, the you know stolen body theories and explanations that explain the empty tomb. You have the hallucination theory that explains all that and and. Kind of, should we be worried about this? Uh, should we be worried that there are lots of explanations and people can come up with even more explanations? And, you know, as I wrote these series, when I wrote the article on um, Did Jesus Die? I immediately got a response from Twitter saying, No, he did not. And I asked the guy, uh, Why not? How, do you, how did you come to that conclusion? And he quoted, um, apart from the Quran, Surah 4, 157, which pretty much, um, in short, it says, they slew him not nor crucified him, but it appeared so unto them. And so, no, Jesus did not actually die. Um, should we be worried about this? When I was sitting on the airplane a few weeks back, and I told you part of that story, the guy agreed with the facts of the resurrection. He agreed that the tomb was empty, but he goes, well, there's lots of ways to explain it. And I asked him how, and he goes, well, the disciples could have stolen the body. Um, after that, he said, well, the Romans could have taken the body. And so, and so there's lots of different ways that we can try and explain the evidence for Christianity or, right, in this case, the evidence for the resurrection. And so should we be worried about that? And I want to say no. And I want to give you a, a useful tip in how to spot bad explanations. How can we spot bad explanations? In J. Warner Wallace's book, God's Crime Scene, he gives a little bit of um, advice um, or a tactic or a way that you can approach this um, at, coming from a criminal trial. And I want to share this part with you. He says in, in God's crime scene, he says, alternative explanations are offered in every criminal trial, but we can identify three characteristics of bad explanations to disqualify them quickly. And so what is it? What are these three characteristics uh, that we can use or look at to disqualify these explanations uh, quickly before they worry us Um, in our conclusion that Jesus rose from the dead. So the first one is that the explanation is not supported by the evidence. We only need to really be worried about explanations that are supported by evidence, right? And so when Jesus died on the cross, and I got the response, no, he did not, and I said, how did you come to that conclusion? The guy sent me a screenshot of this part in the Quran. And I simply asked, okay, Here's an explanation that says that Jesus did not die. Do you have any historical, archaeological, 
eyewitness corroborating out evidence outside the Quran or anything confirming that Jesus did not die. Was there anyone talking else talking about it? And after asking this several times, he couldn't produce anything. And so I don't have to be worried about this, right? He, he could not produce any other evidence to explain um, this, this idea that he had that Jesus did not die or to confirm it. Also on the airplane, right? So the guy says, hey, the disciples could have stolen the body. And I asked, why would the disciples steal the body? Well, you know, if they were going to be sitting around being fed all day just to tell the story of the resurrection, then anyone would do that rather than being a fisherman. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Who was getting fed all day? Uh, the disciples were tortured and many of them were killed for their belief in, and, their, and their testimony that Jesus had risen from the dead. Why, why would they have stolen the body? He goes, well, the Romans could have stolen the body. And I said, why would the Romans steal the body? Oh, they, they could have taken it and, and, and shipped it to Rome to prove to Caesar that Jesus was dead. Now, I want to stop here for a second. Is it possible that the Romans could have taken the body? Or is it possible the disciples could have stolen it? Yeah, it's possible. Anything's possible. But do we need to believe that? Or should we believe that? Well, is there any evidence that supports it? Is there any evidence? Did the Romans talk about shipping the body of Jesus to Rome? No, they didn't. Did, did when, when the disciples began to proclaim the resurrection of Jesus, did the Romans bring out the body and say, no, look, here it is. We sent it off to Rome. Here's the body. They could have done that and stopped Christianity immediately, but they didn't. And so that's the first thing that you just need to think about. When someone offers an alternative explanation, does it match any evidence? Is there anything that supports this? Because you can always say, what if, and then concoct a story. But we don't need to be worried by those stories unless there's, there's evidence that supports it. And then we can evaluate the evidence to see how good it is. The second way to spot bad explanations is that the explanation attempts to errantly redefine the facts of the case. When you're starting to look and redefine these different facts, uh, redefine vocabulary, right? We see this more so with uh, the beginning of the universe. When we say the, the universe was created out of nothing, we mean no, no matter, no space, no energy, no time, no, no, nothing, no thing, right? Well, then you have kind of people like Lawrence Krauss who redefine nothing as this bubbling brew of virtual particles. You know, it's kind of like looking into your refrigerator and saying, well, there's nothing to eat when it's full of food. Well, there's just nothing that you like to eat. And so be careful uh, when people start to redefine facts and redefine vocabulary that you are agreeing on the same vocabulary, that when you mean nothing, what do you mean by nothing? And so a good question for the first one is ask, how did you come to that conclusion, asking for the evidence? A good question to ask for the second uh, way to spot bad evidence is, what do you mean by, and make sure you get definitions of these words um, down. And the third way to spot a bad explanation is the explanation is logically contradictory. Right? If the explanation they're offering goes against the basic laws of logic, you can throw it out. Uh, if you have to break logic in order to um, explain the data that you have, then it just it can be thrown out. It just doesn't make sense. And so these three things, I think when you're taken together, you know, make sure it's supported by evidence. Make sure uh, they're agreeing with the same vocabulary you have and that it, that it conforms to the laws of logic. Um, then you can start to weigh the difference. 
And when it comes to the evidence for the resurrection, there are a lot of explanations for that evidence. But the explanation that best fits the evidence is that Jesus rose from the dead. It is supported by the evidence. It does not redefine any of the facts or the vocabulary, and it fits with the laws of logic. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast on how to spot bad explanations. If you have any other questions, feel free to write me. Um, Also, I, I hope that you're looking forward to these interviews. I'm excited. I've recorded a few of them. I have a few more to go. So be sure to stay tuned in the following weeks for interviews from Summit Ministries. You've been listening to Coffee House Questions, and this is Ryan Pauly. This mystery to my soul has drawn me to 